So th- this is a guy named Keith Ferrazzi. He hosts a lot of dinner parties. And the way he does it, like you sh- before you even show up, he has a folder all about you. Okay, so he's got like, if you two have met before, what kind of relationship, if he's interact- ever interacted with you before, and even assigns a grade to it. Whereas like if it's like a plus plus, it means you've had a conversation and it went really well. If it's like a negative, that means you've had something but didn't go well or, or neutral, just he doesn't even know who you are, right? You get to the party and he makes a point to give you a big hug and really welcome you into his house to you know, get you comfortable, right? It lets you mingle with the other guests for like half an hour and typically it's all the small talk stuff that you'd expect in an initial conversation meeting with folks. And then he invites you upstairs to the rooftop of his house. And then... This is sounding really creepy. <laughs> and then he asks everybody, hey, share with everybody else um, a personal challenge that you're going through right now. Right? So that's how he kind of breaks through the ice, breaks through the small talk, and gets deep real quick with everybody. Okay? And then he leads them through a little mindfulness session, I believe, and then they go have dinner. And he's got like a custom-made dinner table that is like a little bit shorter that, f- that allows a conversation to happen closer to each other, right? And, and what Keith finds is that after that icebreaker session, it's a much deeper, real, real conversation with each other. So his whole point is you got to have these uh, real deep relationships with folks and not these superficial networking, connecting, and, you know, that kind of stuff because that, that really does have a negative connotation. Hmm. So welcome to our podcast. This is Bear Leadership. My name is Jeremy Parsons. I'm a father, project manager, and student of leadership. And I'm Johnny Wynn, artist, adventurer, student of leadership as well. That's a great story, Johnny. So so what we're talking about today is breaking bread, not breaking bad, and talking about <laughs> methamphetamines and how we actually can ramp up you, our So you did warn me you'd break story. that in. <laughs> so um so no, that's actually it's you know, it's a good story, right? It's how do we connect with the people around us? How do we how do we build deep relationships and mm-hmm. and actually kind of build a coalition um, of of kind of both supporters, both team yep. mates, and um, and how do we drive it a little bit deeper to where we're not just kind of at the superficial acquaintance level mm-hmm. in certain cases, and um, and really how does that make us more effective uh, as leaders of yep. this team? And so you know that's that's a really good example. And, and this whole premise of breaking bread, I mean, it's been around for a long time. Obviously, it, it, it was really hammered into me from. One of my mentors, uh, Helen Hussing, she used to be the strategic director for the GAO. And she was like a master at this. Like she would have connections everywhere, not just within the federal government, but internationally and also in different um, industries, the arts industries, for instance. It doesn't have anything to do with, with the GAO, with um, auditing, you know. But she was just a master at building relationships. And she told me, Johnny, you've got to break bread with these people, you know. Go have lunch. Go have dinner. Go have drinks. Go do whatever it takes to, to really create. Um, and, and I think the point, I guess, is to get away from almost the workplace atmosphere to a degree, to get folks comfortable. You know, when you're eating, when you're having a little drinks and such, you, know, you just naturally feel more comfortable, and you can get to a lot more of a, a real conversation with somebody. So I, I spent a year uh, working in D.C. up in the Senate, and that was one of the things that I noticed was drastically different mm-hmm. than the environment, um, kind of here are kind of in a local engineering sort of environment. 
what we did up there was whenever we would meet, <clears throat> a lot of times it would be over coffee or it would be over lunch. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, this would be numerous high-powered people, but we'd sit down, we'd have coffee, we'd talk, and yes, business would be involved, but um, it, would, it would be, in a lot of cases, uh, a more relaxed environment, you yeah. know, and, and it would help create so, a, a more relaxed atmosphere. So how do you start, right? So I, I coach people, I mentor some folks, and I, you know, I, I preach this whole relationshipy thing. Make sure it's a deep relationship. Make sure it's not just a superficial work type relationship. Even though you do need that at some point. Where do you start? How do you create these relationships? How do you break bread with folks? Well, you know what I what I'll say is one of the things that I and so I'll, I'll just go into a story and yeah. and, and yeah. I'm not going to answer your question. So <laughs> hey, there we go. So so what I found is is I was working um, ten to twelve hours a day. Yeah. And and I was getting really stressed out uh, in a in a role I was doing, and and I was like, so how do I kind of change this dynamic, right? Because I found I wasn't being as effective or productive. So so what I what I started doing is I would take a you know thirty minute forty five minute lunch, and I would grab a member. It was I was a branch chief at the time, mm-hmm. so I would grab a member of the group you know, maybe two, three times a week. And I would say, let's go grab lunch. Right. And it would just be down at the cafeteria or whatnot. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of talk to some people. I wanted to get out of my office because I yep. was just mired in what I was doing. Maybe I was a bit, you know, deputy division chief or something yeah. like that. But, um, and so I would take them down and we'd grab lunch. I'd buy some of the time or, you know, whatnot. But, um, it was a, it was a good opportunity to invite people out of their space because they were normally just eating at their desk too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the culture that's been created. As you eat through lunch, you know, you work through lunch, eat through lunch. Of course you do that. You work through lunch. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we grab, I talk about their personal life. What are your yeah. kids doing? What do you, you know, what's kind of going on? Yeah, just get to know you type of stuff. And then, and then a lot of times talk about what's going on with you at work. Yeah. What's troubling you? What can I do to help? But it also get me out of my office Give me a little bit of time to recharge yeah, and get to be with, you know, some of my people. And by the way, turns out I love the people I work with. Who would have thunk? Yeah. No. So, so I, that was I, one I, way I did it. So I guess it was like, I don't know, in my mind I'm thinking of like, there's like two levels of this where if you're an introvert, you have forced yourself a little bit to go out and do these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. that, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you get yourself out there. You got to, like, just uh, so comfortable to sit behind the computer and just do your work and eat through lunch. No, work through lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I, I do want to take a step further. And I think about, again, that mentor of mine, Helen Hussing, the master connector. And there's, you know, we know people out there who are master connectors. It's like, if that's the vision, if I want to even have a hope of getting to that level, um, to aspire to that level of my career... You almost even have to take it to the next level somehow, right? So what I'm, what I've tried to do, what I'm trying to do at times is, like, I actually take a very logical approach to say, hey, who are the movers, shakers? Who are the people who are who are aspiring in this industry? And I'm going to reach out to them. Either it's a code email or a code call or a code something. I just reach out to them and say, hey, here's who I am. I'd love to have lunch. I'd love to take you out to lunch or whatever it is or have drinks with you after work. And they just go and more often than not, they'll say yes. Hey, Johnny, you know? why haven't I got an email from you about lunch? I ain't paying for your lunch. 
you know so it's it's that weird it almost seems kind of impersonal i guess or i don't know some sort of courage you had to overcome with but once you do sit down and have lunch with these folks it's great it goes great more often than not you ask lots of questions about them just like any date you're on i guess and the the other piece i'll add to is the follow-up the follow-up is key too it's not just a one and done i have lunch i get i i know who they are now and i'm good to go and they're my in my Rolodex or something. It's it's a continual, it's just like a relationship. You got to check in every so often and see how they're doing. Um, maybe ask for advice every once in a while, you know, express that humility and being humble. Um, so how many people do you do this with? My goal is to have lunch with somebody I don't normally have lunch with once a week. Hmm. So I'll usually try to set that up over the weekend or on a Monday and say, look at my schedule, see which day I'm free for lunch and see if that lines up or not. I also have a list of folks that um, I've written down where, hey, these are folks I don't know quite well and that I do want to get to know a little bit better. And then I also have a, a folder in my inbox uh, labeled um, uh, relationships or, or connections that I try to keep up with where you know they may send me some notes or I may send them some notes or you know just to keep that dialogue going out. And I'll look into the folder every so often and just peruse through it and see who I have not talked to in a long time and try to actively reach out to them. And it's kind of cool. There, there's actually apps out there that do this kind of stuff. You know, I haven't really mastered these apps yet, but there, there, there's a couple out there. I think one is called Close, C-L-O-Z-E. I think you have to pay a fee for this um, this service. But basically, they you, you link up your accounts to it, especially your inbox, and it will keep track of your relationships where, hey, hey, Johnny, you have not reached out to Jeremy Parsons in three months. And it'll just, you know, it'll just remind you to go do that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was just going to join Tinder. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> now, but, you know, that, so that's, that's a really good point. It, yeah. You know, I will tell you, I haven't, I haven't taken nearly as structured an approach, and, and it's probably less effective. Um, what, I, what I have is I have a f- kind of formal group of, or informal group of mentors, mm-hmm. and, you know, I grab lunch with them, um, you know, and some senior leaders every couple of weeks, right? And so, you know, a couple of senior leaders, I say, hey, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. I haven't spoken with them. You know, hey, let's grab lunch, right? And so, um, or let's set up some time to go speak with them. And and I do that relatively regularly. It's less structured. The idea of reaching out to people that, and, and grabbing lunch with them that I haven't, in, in a while, that's a great idea. That's something I should probably implement hmm. as far as building uh, broader-based relationships um, around the organization. That's um, Yeah, so, so let me ask you this here. So these people you're connecting with at work, the relationships you're creating, do you bucketize them in your head to, to a degree to say, hey, these are work people and these are you know, my personal life people and, and so forth? Or do you blend them all together? And I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I honestly blend them all together um i think that's actually the way to go in my mindset though i i I have been bucketizing thing quite a bit but i think i need to start breaking down those barriers and just blending it all so personally right right or wrong i'm not very good at at um putting up a face or a front on Mm -hmm. who i am Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm pretty i'm pretty transparent uh, with all warts and all and so i'll just tell you what i think and who i am no matter who you are Mm mm-hmm and you can judge me on any which way you want. Um, that is probably not the best. You know, I, 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 I don't know. You can take that for what 
for, yeah. for what it is, right? Some people have a very different strategy. Um, personally, if you don't like that, then so be it, right? Um, but, but for me, I treat everyone to me as a, as a friend and, and, you know, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to go about it that way. That's, yeah. And with people who work with me, um, on, on my team, I want to take them out to lunch and get to know them and work with them mm-hmm. on a regular basis too. So mm-hmm. for right now, I have a very stressful kind of work environment. We're going through a contract transition and stuff like that. So I've been investing a lot of my time taking them out, listening to kind of some of the stuff that's going on in their personal lives because they need a vent. They need an outlet. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who can do that for them um, because they're very stressed out. Yeah, I think you're you're almost describing. If we didn't know the context of this conversation, what you just described would be kind of like, "Hey, I'm just trying to be a good friend, a good best friend to somebody." But I think that's part of being a leader. Yeah. And then, in the long term, right? That's that's about forming teams, yeah. about forming relationships. Yeah. I can then take that, and when I go talk to my mentors, right? I can say, "Here are the here are the difficulties we're facing. Do you have any ideas?" Yeah. I think that's a really hard concept, though. Even for me, and I would imagine others that are uh, listening to our podcast to wrap their heads around, which is like that shift in thinking of like this is not work relationships, this is just relationships, and yeah, put that much work into relationships. And for um, an introvert, that's just so much more work on top of already what it is. You know, keeping up with people is already hard to keep up with. Probably like the um, five or ten close people in your life. Now we're asking you to reach out and keep close to ten, twenty, hundred people, depending on how how connected you want to be in your life. Right? That's that's work. That's a lot of work in there. You almost on, you almost had to be on all the time to a degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That. So I am an introvert, and I will tell you uh, that battery gets depleted pretty quickly. But um, you know, these are people that. If you have a high-performing team, these mm-hmm. people give everything they yeah. have for you throughout the week, right? And so what, what do you owe them as their leader? They look to you for decisions. They look to you to help, you know, do I, am I going to have a job in two months? Yeah. Am I going to, you know, have a place to land? And so if I can't help them with that, what do I at least owe them, which is... So, so is that your motivation? Like, so, so you, you, you just self-proclaim yourself to be an introvert. Yet, it's important to have these connections and relationships with folks. How do you motivate yourself to go do this? Even if you have the skill set to go break bread and have engaging conversation, how do you want, make the want happen? Well, so to me, right, I think, you know, an attitude of servitude is one of the things that we've talked about before. And I think in order to probably have the highest performing team, people have to know that you truly care about them. You can't mm-hmm. fake that, mm-hmm. right? And and so if you actually make that leap and you care about people, and by the way, how do you care about them? You get to know them. Yeah. And and so, you know, these people that I work with are salt of the earth, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're great people. So by caring about them, I genuinely want to help them in any way that I can. And inversely, by doing that, right, you typically inspire them to give everything, yeah. right? Yeah. The mission does as well. It's not just, you know, by the way, it isn't me, it's the mission. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, people respond to a leader that genuinely cares in a lot of cases. <laughs> so for audience, just make sure you're being genuine. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess, you know, I have a tendency to say in a lot of words what you could say in, hey, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I picture this like going out on like a first date. You go out, you break bread, you have this uh, time together, and you shouldn't spend most of your time probably talking about yourself and what you want out of this relationship. You should probably spend most of your time talking about them and what drives them, what what do they want, and who you know, what are they all about? So you know, one one like the, the curiosity. So yeah. so my dad it was a was a manager and a leader with NASA, and he did very well. Um, but one so when I was a kid, <clears throat> I went with him to work one day, and one of the coolest examples that was kind of emblazoned in my memory was we were walking down the hallways, and we were in a in an elevator, and it was just we encountered a number of kind of random people he worked with and he would introduce me to every single person and he knew their name. He told me where their kids went to school. Whoa. Uh, you know, he knew, he knew their kids. He knew where they went to yeah. school. Um, and in many cases he knew their kids names. And I mean, and this wasn't one person, this wasn't two people. This was like, you know, dozens that yeah. we met. Yeah. And, and to me, I just remember walking out of that experience that day saying, whoa, yeah. well, this is a guy who, I mean, he cares about these people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't even talk to me about it afterwards, you know, as far as he's just like, yeah, I mean, I, I love these people. These are my people. Mm-hmm. And um, and that to me was a major lesson about what a leader's responsibility is. You know, mm. these people aren't there to make you look good. Your job is to serve them. Any final takeaways? Let's see. So we started with breaking bread, yeah. and, and, and I think maybe the takeaway of breaking bread is how do you build relationships? Breaking bread is sitting down and learning about other people on a level that's more than just superficial, and you have to build a bond with people. Yeah. Breaking bread is one way to go do that, but at the end of the day, how are you as a leader building those relationships? How are you taking the time? to intentionally learn about and dive into those relationships? And are you open to it? Yeah, very well stated, man. I'll, I'll, I'll add that take the energy to go do this, and I believe you'll find it actually gives you more energy at the end of the day, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. because it's through people that we accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. So... All right. Well, thanks again to the audience for listening to another episode of Bear Leadership. Please rate us five stars on iTunes or whatever podcast uh, app you're listening to us through. And until next time.